All right. So this is uh, the last of our little mini uh, holiday episode arc of uh, 10 Q Presents. And I have invited back kitchen husband, kitchen wife, half and better half, um, Bryson and Lena. Uh, not not just to e- e- even discuss food this time, but to get to actually have some food made. You know, a, a little test taste of the unicorn chef outside of the unicorn chef domain. How are you two doing this evening? Every day is a holiday. Yeah, uh, the shit show is almost over. Oh <laughs> yes, yes. Well, let, let's let, let's start out with the with the uh, most obvious and easiest question: Is what are you drinking tonight? Boringly, same as always. Thank you, husband, for letting me go first. Um, the French martini, I believe, I drank on the last episode. Uh, it is kettle one, Chambord, and pineapple juice, shaken like it owes you money, served in a coupe glass. It's delicious. There you go. And I think Bryson is going to give us a visual aid for what he's drinking. Yes. So um, my recipe tonight calls for chilled salsa water. And so I'd like to make my uh, tonics from uh, um, from like the real like tonic syrup. So I have tonight Rose City tonic, which I mixed with seltzer and uh, aviation gin. And we're, also, and we're also joined by the puppy. Mine is not feeling so well, so she's not going to bother us, unfortunately. Okay. And, and, and of course, unlike the last episode, I told you ahead of time, we're actually going to do video here. So this isn't an audio-only episode that's going to turn into video. It's, yeah. it's a video episode from the get-go because it was planned that way. Sorry, yeah. Uh, so apparently my my brother must have ordered food or something because <laughs> ding dong, and then subsequent dog barks. Please carry on. Right. Um, okay, so uh, you know, uh, of course, holidays, especially in the U.S., but but at some level, holidays anywhere around the world. I mean, we're they're always associated with food, you know, because what do you do on holidays? You get together with others, you get together with family, whether blood or not, and you enjoy a meal. So what's, what's the classic, uh, the, the classic holiday meal at your place? Um, I love making a roast chicken. Um, or um, if I'm feeling up to it and I have enough notice, I will do something with a brisket, um, but not not a smoked brisket because I think of that as more of like a spring, summer, fall kind of time frame. So I will uh, make a Jewish style uh, brisket in the oven. Ah, so you you uh, brine it? No, I don't brine it. Um, no, you don't. What, uh, I'm not going to give away the family recipe here. Uh, for, for, <laughs> But we don't brine it. No, it, there's okay. just a, there's a particular technique that is uh, popular with uh, my my side of that family is actually their last name is the Gottliebs. Okay. Okay. What about you, Lena? What's what, what's uh, the quintessential holiday meal? So unlike Bryson, I smoke meats year round. <laughs> I, have a, 
I have a compulsion. Um, I will smoke meats and have smoked meats when it was snowing outside and well below freezing because that's where I live. And usually Thanksgiving and Christmas are pretty cold around here. Um, and it just tastes a lot more interesting to me than baking something. Um, but also freely admit it's a lot to do with my obsession with smoked meats. Um, so typically I will at the very least smoke a turkey. Sometimes I will smoke a turkey or a ham and then also a prime rib roast, which I'm also thinking about this year because when I went to the grocery store on Sunday, they had them on sale. So I might go back and see what's left tomorrow and pick one up. But uh, it's just my brother who lives here and my other younger brother who lives here in town and myself. Um, typically extend invitation to friends that don't have a place to go, but obviously that's not super safe this year. So I have to be a little bit more mindful of quantity that I'm preparing than usual. Uh, I already bought the ham. So I think I'm, I might go with a prime rib roast, but yeah. So ham or turkey and then maybe an optional rib roast if I can see, if I find a good deal. Okay. Okay. Um, now I, I know in, in my family for Christmas, um, the Christmas Eve meal tends to be the meal of focus. Um, is that the same for either of you or uh, is it Christmas day or is there any other specific day or? Yep, so it's Christmas day for, for us. How about you, Ryzen? All food all the time. <laughs> Well, that's right. Bry at, at Bryson's house, you're gonna you're gonna eat well no matter no matter what day. That that's for sure. I can't argue that. Um, um, okay. So, when it, when it, obviously you know we're talking about uh, main you know main dishes, proteins, whatnot. What's what, what's probably the favorite side dish that shows up? more around the holidays than anything else. I always make mashed with whipped potatoes, which I'm making right now um, in, in true form, but I'll make that, I'll make mashed potatoes anytime I make something that it just feels right with. Like I make a pot roast in the crock pot or something like that. But yeah, that's probably oh, the, the thing that gets eaten the most enthusiastically by my family. So, so meat and potatoes, meat and potatoes. Yeah. There, there's nothing wrong with that. There's, I cannot argue that at all. What about you, Bryson? Sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes. Prepared any particular way? However you can get them. So you do sweet potato casserole? No, so I don't, I don't like throwing marshmallows on things. <laughs> okay, not, okay. I don't, I don't like that, but um, I'll, I'll roast them. I might do a mash. Um, sometimes I will, uh, one of my my favorite dishes to do in the winter is I'll make a butternut squash soup and sometimes I'll use sweet potatoes for in there with the butternut squash. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I normally avoid sweet potatoes. Um, personal taste thing. You know, it, 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 they, they, are, they are probably really good. It just, it just doesn't click for me. I got it. Anytime somebody says they don't like a particular food, it just means you haven't had it the right way. Okay. Whenever the pan whenever the pandemic lifts, the quarantine lifts and all that jazz, I I am going to come to your house and try it. Yes, I promise you, you will take anything I put in your mouth. <laughs> just keeping it rolling. And that's 
that's one since we've been recording. <laughs> Count it. Um, okay. No, it's, it, no you, you talk to sweet potatoes. My, my biggest exposure to sweet potatoes growing up is that around the holidays, my dad has always made sweet potato pie. And, uh, and uh, I've, I, I've tasted the sweet potato pie on purpose before and comparing it to pumpkin pie, I just wasn't necessarily a fan. Oh, I like pumpkin pie way better. However, that being said, that being said, I have been fooled once before by my own hand. Nobody did it to me. I went and I got a slice of what I thought was pumpkin pie. And I did what any good old red-blooded American person would do and put more Cool Whip on the pie than I had pie. And I got told afterwards it was sweet potato pie. And I'm like, no, uh-uh, no, you're kidding me. No. And it was. And I'm just like, darn you, Cool Whip. I actually have a similar story like that. Um, when I was a second lieutenant, um, one of my best friends, he and I lived together um, at Fort Hood. And uh, does this have anything to do with rabbit eyes, by the way? No, it doesn't. Okay, okay. But, but, but by, by, by the way, speaking, speaking of which, speaking of which, before we are done, I think you owe us another similar type story if you have one. I'm not sure this is the holiday cooking spicy episode for us to be talking about some of the unique things that I've eaten. We can do that another time. Fair enough, fair enough. All right. So we, we, can, we can do, you know, man versus insert <laughs> crazy food um, another time. That's not a holiday episode. That sounds like a much spicier episode. What was that, Lena? I, I, that sounds like a much spicier episode. <laughs> man and insert something yep that's spicy <laughs> it's a food but yes much spicier oh <laughs> so um so uh his name is steve and okay. um i felt very much like the wife in our two guy apartment relationship because i would do the cooking and he would get around to the cleaning whenever he felt like it and that would there were lots of fights about that kind of thing and there was a point where I'm like, you don't appreciate my cooking. <laughs> now, to be fair, to be fair, this is two decades ago. This is me at the beginning of my cooking journey. So I was not necessarily the best cook. But Steve was perfect because Steve would literally eat anything. And one night I'm just like, you don't appreciate my food. And he's like, oh, like blah, blah. I'm like, I could serve you cardboard and you would eat it. And Steve being, you know, a dumb guy in this like scenario, challenged me and he's like no I wouldn't and I'm like and I actually broke down for him how I would serve him cardboard in a meal and he wouldn't notice and he was like nope you yep I would definitely eat that yeah you, you put way too much thought into that probably <laughs> knowing you he challenged my food I had to step it up I understand. call his bluff call his bluff and you know what I part did. of the, I, the, the, I that's probably part of the reason I like you I'm I'm another fellow bluff caller yeah, don't yeah don't don't call it unless you're gonna you're gonna actually eat it okay well oh, on that note on, on on that note uh well first we'll, we'll i'm gonna ask you know, we'll we'll get to what you're doing how you're doing but what are you preparing this evening oh i'm first aren't i 
Well, I yeah, I'm gonna dive back to you, but I but I I asked I asked her first to at least know oh. what it is she's preparing, you know, because ladies first yeah. trying to be nice oh. and chivalrous and all that. Yeah, so I smoked a tri-tip that I had been marinating since yesterday early afternoon in a marinade of oof, a lot of stuff. I'll post the recipe later, but um, it, it's been in the fridge marinating since then. I smoked it for about an hour at 225 um, to rare status because I like rare beef and uh, no comments from the peanut gallery Bryson. And uh, took it out to let it rest, and I fired up the grill, and I'm going to throw her on the grill for a few minutes each side to get a nice char, uh, because the smoker didn't char it in an hour, not that it should. And then uh, the smoked salmon, I put in a dry brine that is my jam yesterday in the fridge as well. Um, that smoked for about an hour and a half, also at 225, and it is finished sitting here, and now I'm chopping potatoes for mashed potatoes. In the oven, I have crab and cream cheese stuffed jalapenos wrapped in bacon. So that's where Bryson and I are uh, overlapping our meals this evening is with the spicy jalapeno aspect. Okay, okay. And, and of course, Bryson is a spicy jalapeno unto himself. So. A spicy meatball. So, okay. So, so Bryson, what are you preparing tonight? So uh, Lena just shared what our theme is. So we picked jalapeno for a spicy holiday because spicy holidays don't just have to require drunken uncles, drunkles, um, spouting um, ridiculous things about politics. We can also have them on our plate in a way that makes us happy. And so Holokini was the shared thing. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to introduce everybody to a way to make a grilled cheese more fun. So holidays already kind of are this, there's so much pressure. So they tend to because of that pressure, they, there's sort of that, eh, that kind of part kind of sucks a little bit. So let's do something that makes us feel good. So we're gonna make a fancy grilled cheese sandwich. So my grilled cheese sandwich um, has uh, three different kinds of cheese because getting that right combination of melt is important. Uh, prosciutto, and then we're going to do a Japanese style tempura on top of it. And for the tempura, we're going to do onions. So imagine like beer battered onions, but um, Japanese style, uh, jalapeno for a little bit of spice, shrimp, and I'm going to show you how to do the shrimp, and then uh, Brussels sprouts because that sounds like fun. Only to you does that sound fun. You everybody you loves Brussels sprouts nowadays. I don't. No, not no, everybody, everybody doesn't love Brussels sprouts nowadays, but, but that being said, one, I do know their cabbage family, and cabbage in certain manners is okay. And two, Brussels sprouts with bacon is probably one of the most classic combinations. And anything with bacon, bacon makes anything better. Bacon makes so anything palatable. We're doing that with prosciutto, which is a cured salted pork. I love prosciutto. Okay. Um, so am I uh, kicking off here? Yes, by all means. All right. So I've got oil over here coming up to about 350 to 370 degrees. Um, I've got my tempura batter, which I already went and made. The key to this stuff is you want to keep it cold. Um, 
So my tempura is flour, a little bit of cornstarch. I add some spices. So I use onion, garlic, salt, and pepper, uh, egg, and seltzer water. You want these to be chilled so it's, it's nice and cold. Um, and then I'm gonna show you how to make shrimp straight. And then we're gonna just start making that and we should have something here in about five to 10 minutes really fast. So the first thing is making your shrimp straight like this just makes it a lot easier to get that um uh, for it to cook and to sit in the, sh the sandwich and before we got before we were getting started i was remarking that making shrimps straight was not a skill that i knew was needed so can you can you explain yeah, why so it, it, a little more why the shrimp should be straight so you you just for a fry you get a it it, it fries it more evenly with the breading Whereas with this, you're gonna like it the way it cakes around, which works really well when I'm eating it like this, but when I'm eating it in a sandwich or something else, not as well. Okay. And it's not hard at all. So, I mean, all I gotta do is just cut, do little slices at the joints, which kind of causes the shrimp to relax. There we go, let me get a little deeper. Oh, I think that would cause you to relax too. I mean, cutting things doesn't necessarily always, you know, call me. Oh, no, no. If somebody were to cut you at the joints. Oh. I know that tough. would make, I know that would make me relax a little more so. Because I can't, because I couldn't be able, I, oh, come on, come on. Come on, I laughed. I mean, mockingly, but I laughed. No, but, 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 but what kind of bondage laugh. are you into, man? For the next spicy show. I'm not not shaming, all right? This is the spicy holiday edition, all right? What do you really want in your stocking? You shame. <laughs> oh. No, so, hey, so, so you know, I, I, I just, I watched too many, uh, too many episodes of Criminal Minds lately. All right. <laughs> I love Criminal Minds. Yeah, I just, I just recently watched the episode where the guy was making marionette puppets out of people. Oh my God! Yes, that episode is so fucked up. It is. I'm just making shrimp tempura here. <laughs> Not slicing anyone's Achilles tendon, whatever. <laughs> or to calm them down. <laughs> so I got it to the right temperature, and in go the shrimp. And what's neat about this is the way that this batter actually blossoms around it is like gives it that like light, airy kind of look. And you only have to cook it for a few minutes. So it goes really fast. And it's already starting to like, I can't show you because of course, you know, the amateur of production course. here. But it's already turning golden brown and cooking. It's fantastic. Um, now the trick to being able to do this is you want to keep the oil at a certain temperature. So you don't want to crowd it and throw everything on. Um, so I'm going to mix it up and I'm going to throw some of my jalapeno in and I'm just going to take my time. I got a plate over here with uh, paper towel on it to drain the fat when it rests. I so don't what, what, what is it that makes tempura light and fluffy? Um, so part of that's why I use seltzer water. Um, and it's uh, just this right combination of not uh, beating the mix too much. So you don't want the, the proteins to like, um, like it here, you want it lighter. So you just mix it a few times. You get a nice thick batter, which here you can see it. See, you can see how thick that is. 
<laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> what was that? It's it's thick with the K, not two C's. I said nothing. I just agreed with your assessment. Yes, dear. <laughs> that is the proper response. Oh, just wait till we actually get the two of you in the same room together. Goodness. I know, right? We need to sell tickets to that. <laughs> we should. For charity. They banned that in Times Square these days. Yeah. There's so countries in which we can. <laughs> I've been to a lot of them. Less repressed nations. So, um, so I'm over here just uh, getting it up to the right temperature. You can already see that my starting to get nice and uh, golden. Let me see if I can do this in a safe way without ruining my laptop. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I'm going to get enough of this going where I have a few ingredients so I can show you a sandwich and then I can throw it over to Lena. So it takes um, a couple of minutes per um, uh, whatever I'm throwing in here. Um, so I'm going to move this and I'm going to get my griddle going here. Sorry, I got butter on there. And this is the easy part. All I got to do is grill the bread. Well, whatever, whatever it's called that I'm doing it this way. Um, melt some cheese. Throw those pieces with some prosciutto and we have a fantastic holiday grilled cheese sandwich that's a little fancy and very tasty. Okay, well, it, are, are you willing to give up the, uh, the exact combination of cheese? Yes, so um, first of all, like never cheese slam any, or cheese shame anybody. So whatever works, works. Um, mm -hmm. And this is one of those things where fancier cheeses doesn't always play out. I mean, there's a reason that American cheese is so popular. Uh, but for this one, I've got Gruyere, which I think is a fantastic base. Um, Asiago and Parmesan. Okay. And now you're absolutely right about some of the fancier cheeses don't work because some of the fancier cheeses are drier cheeses and drier cheeses just don't melt as well. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. American cheese or otherwise known as government cheese um, is a uh, cheese adjacent product, but it has a very good melt. Have you ever had Norwegian brown cheese? I haven't even heard of Norwegian brown cheese. Okay, that's real government cheese. When people talk about government cheese, Norwegian brown cheese comes in this like block of like brownish, it's like a brownish block. Okay. It doesn't taste like what you would think of for cheese. And that's what they would uh, give folks in uh, Norway who were on uh, the, the government um, uh, like uh, meal plan. Okay. Uh, is, so I'm ta taking it, you've tasted it? Yes, I don't like it. What did it taste like? Uh, it's really like noxiously sweet. Hmm. Not my jam, okay. not my jam. Okay. Well, while you are in the throes of the, of finishing your preparation, I guess we will, uh, Talk to Lena more about hers. Uh, yeah. So the 
Uh, we saw you head outside to the grill a little earlier. I did. So I went outside to dump the coals from the chim cold chimney that I use um, to get them ready super fast um, into a thin layer. And then I put the um, tri-tip. Um, I'm actually going to take you with me to go flip it. Make sure we get a nice char on both sides. And I shall bring it in and it shall be done. Um, okay. The salmon is already complete. And rest. Oh yeah, that's a good chart. All right, so probably out and you can't see that very well. Uh, trying to show you unsuccessfully the grill, but it's cool. When I get it back inside, I'll show you. But yeah, excellent char so far. So what's Couple the hallmark of, of a successful tri-tip? Ooh, um, so not overcooking it. Um, if you're not a fan of at least medium rare beef, uh, I would suggest picking a different cut because if okay. you get much further than that, it, it's tough rather than delicious. I don't know. That's probably the biggest thing I would tell people about tri-tip in particular. Okay. Okay. I post my very pink and red meats on on the Twitters and I get a lot of people that are like, oof, can't do over, can't do more than medium. That's, that's pushing it for me. I'm like, oh, that's cool. But yeah, don't buy a tri-tip then. You're just going to ruin it and it's going to be tough and you're going to be annoyed. Okay. So, so I, I will thoroughly admit that, that my aversion to cooler cooks, um, I, I, is enough where I haven't even tried to eat something at that temperature before. Um, so I, and, and I understand people talk about that it's, you know, that, that it has to do with the flavor because you get more flavor of it if you only cook it so much. Um, but- uh, It's not just flavor, it's flavor and relative tenderness, I would say. And it also, okay. the, the importance varies based on the cut of the meat. like. You could get filet, it would be, a, in my opinion, a crime to do so, but you could cook that to medium and it would still be tender and delicious because of just the nature of that cut. Um, whereas, right. What's that? You are always right. <laughs> I mean, that would be great. Uh, unfortunately, not reality. Um, but I do love me some beef and have many opinions about said beef. So, oh, oh, okay, I, I, I've, I've got to dive off the deep end for a split second then. Please. He is, are, are you a believer that there is such a thing as well done without being burnt? No. Gross. Buy a hamburger. Okay, then I, I'm, I'm going to extend this. I'm going to extend the same, uh, the, the, the same opportunity to you that I did to Nicole that Nicole said she'd be happy to do. Um, so, so me, I'm a texture eater by far. Yeah. That's, and, and that's the reason I don't like, uh, I don't like the cooler temps on meat. It's cause that the texture is just, it doesn't sit very well with me, but I do know that having something cooked well done versus having something cooked to a crisp are two different things. And so what I threw out there to Nicole, because whenever she and I were talking about this originally, we were talking about where I like my meat cooks versus 
where she likes him and she's a big fan of prime rib i i told her i said i would be willing to eat at least a little bit on a prime rib if she was willing to eat just a little bit on a well-done steak that was done properly that's not a thing, though. <laughs> it, it, it is a thing. It it's is a thing, though. That's the, I, I, I have had well-done steaks that were done by cooks that all they know to do is wait until it looks like a piece of charcoal briquette. <laughs> oh, my God, no. But if you go to the right place, the, there are actually chefs there that know how to properly cook a well-done piece of meat and it still be tender and flavorful. Sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I will acknowledge that that's very possibly true. But then those same chefs go in the back of the kitchen and judge you for spending money on good meat and then have making can, them, and then making them overcook it. I promise. They, they, they can judge me all they want to as <laughs> long as they cook it the way I request it. Well, of course. I mean, that's you're right as a person <laughs> with terrible taste in meat done this. No, I'm totally kidding. Uh, no, I, I will well, never. Lena, high five. <laughs> my five husband. I, uh, this is deep seated with me. This is not new or recent. Growing up, my grandmother taught me to appreciate at least medium rare steak. Um, she would mock me actually as a little, little kid because I was grossed out by the idea of cow blood and I didn't want mm. to deal with any of that noise. So I would demand that she made my steaks well done when I was a little, little kid. And she would go, all right, well, whatever. And then she'd make hers medium rare. And then I would watch her eat it and think, okay, that does look pretty good. So eventually I was willing to try it. And now it is gospel. I can't, it, it's not, I'm not going to say when I was said gross, I was kidding, at least halfway kidding. I'm not saying that well done steak is disgusting. I'm saying you sacrifice so much of the actual flavor and of the texture that you could have by overcooking it. Because in my opinion, well done is overcooked. Okay. Fair enough. And, 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 and you know what, I, the, one, the one big thing I know too is, is that the way people eat their food typically is dictated by how they were given their food as a kid. Absolutely. That's, I, when you were talking about not liking sweet potatoes earlier, I was thinking, yeah, I, I'm not a fan of sweet potatoes either. And I will fully admit that a lot of that has to do that, with the idea that we were not a sweet potato house growing up. My grandmother made mashed potatoes only. Um, she would occasionally make a baked potato when she got a wild hair, but mostly it was, it was straight up mashed potatoes, no sweet potatoes. And uh, she liked them, but none of the rest of us did. So she just didn't even bother making them. Um, and so, yes, I, absolutely. Those things are weird and foreign to me now, even though they're not weird or foreign to anyone else. And, and Bryson, I see you have your finished, yeah. Ooh, that looks delightful. So uh, this is uh, rosemary sourdough. The cheese is melted on the bottom. Uh, you can see my shrimp tempura here, uh, onion and Brussels sprouts and prosciutto. Man, I tell you, whenever I used to live in Arizona, there was this one Italian restaurant that <laughs> I, I I went I went to the first time I went to it. It was unknowingly it was their second day of operation, but I kept on going back and back to it though it was so good and the bread they did homemade bread, and it was I, I forget exactly what type of bread it was, but they always had rosemary in there, and that was good. Hopefully it's not overly done on the inside. I'm sure you'd be happy if it was. 
Hey, I, I will be happy if it's done how you want. Oh, and jalapeno. I forgot. There's also jalapeno there. Okay. Okay. All right, so, 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 Lena, I, t I take it the, the idea of well done meat is just a little too much outside of the box to attempt that. Oh, it's not that it's outside the box. I, I'm perfectly capable of making well done meat that would still be. No, good. no, I'm, 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 talk, I'm talking about I'd be willing to go prime rib if you'd be willing, if you'd be willing to let me select where you got your well done meat. What do you mean, like what part of the prime rib? No, oh, I, I I'm saying restaurant. Oh, 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 okay, I gotcha. Yeah, the, 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 the right restaurant. It just wouldn't be new to me. I, I've had well done meat before. I've, I've had meat that was done more than I liked it before in nice restaurants. Um, well, it can happen a lot. Usually chefs are pretty right on the money if you go to the nice places. So, uh, you, but, so, so, so you've had well done that's tender and flavorful. I've had well done meat that is as good as it can be. I will not acknowledge that it's flavorful because in my opinion, it's not. When I mean, you sacrifice that huge percentage of the flavor to make it well done, I will never call that flavorful. That'll be a matter of contention. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. That, that's, that, that's fine, that's fine. You can convince me, I'm not convinced. Yeah. You don't, you're, you're not convinced about well done meat? That is correct. This, by the okay. way, is awesome. Oh, it is, and by the way, if I were there, I would love to try the sandwich, except do you know what major food group I avoid? Seafood. Oh no, you probably don't like salmon then either. <laughs> it's so good, that look. I, I've, so I've, I've done salmon before and just, it, it, it's not that it's bad, it's just, it didn't set well with me. It's in the smoker. It's so good. About, uh, is it, so the, the the only the only seafood that I do willingly touch is tuna, and not the good stuff, the canned stuff. <laughs> hey, that's that's your jam, man. It's like we found I, out I, I, rice, and it finds it abhorrent that I like box craft mac and cheese, but I do. It's, I exactly. That's that that's what I do with 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 my canned tuna. Is I drain it and I put it into a batch of box crab mac and cheese. Hey man, comfort food is comfort food, and as we've discussed, if it's how it's encoded in your brain as normal, then exactly. exactly. And mine gets ahead of the hangover too, so I'm already prepped for it. <laughs> but 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 yeah, I honestly I I I wouldn't touch it if it were shrimp, but I would say. Hey, if you could do a little bit of chicken in that prep, I will eat it all day. You can do chicken that like that. I would do uh, for chicken. I would pound it and do like a, a breaded um, butterfly. You would okay. you would do what to it first, Bryson? Pound that chicken. <laughs> wait, wait, Lena, Lena. I would get in there and I would like just totally. Oh my god, he's gonna publish the video. <laughs> that what you wanted? Yeah, it is. Are you not entertained? <laughs> yeah, I am. But you need to send that shit to my like text inbox later, not you know where he's going to publish it to the internet. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fine. I mean, if you've seen any of my hijinks when I give talks, like I care. <laughs> Have you ever humped a podium? Because you just did that to your counter. No, I've actually never humped a podium before, but I oh. literally have spit all over the audience multiple times. Oh, God. People keep coming back. It's weird. So weird. 
Oh, well, I would assume in the context of the age of COVID, that's never going to be a thing again. Oh, I all right. So fair enough. This was Gallagher over here. here. And it was DerbyCon. Yeah, I was at DerbyCon. I still never like thought to wear a garbage bag to a talk just in case. Hey, it's, hey D- DerbyCon is also is also where happened the story that I picked up from Rando about twisting cow nipples. So, who twisted cow nipples? Is that directed at me? Yeah, no, R- Rando. Danny. Oh, Rando. Yeah, no, Danny. Danny's. Danny's weird too. He's crazy. That's why we get along. Look <laughs> that. I was yeah, the one who ran around DerbyCon putting googly eyes on everything until the hotel staff asked me to stop. Oh, were you the? Were you? You were the googly eyes? Yeah, that was me. Oh, that's so cool. I all right. So I remember those. I didn't know that was you. Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, I was amusing myself. I I got like for two dollars on Amazon this huge container of like a thousand googly eyes, and so I just ran around putting them on anything that I could make look like a face. That was uh, so cool. Yeah, it was cool. Until, I remember those. That's so until awesome. the bar manager came up to me and was like, you need to stop. She caught me doing it to one of their bar menus. I was drunk. Whatever. So this is a simpler grilled sandwich for my daughter. So I did it with a honey wheat. Uh, I only put tempura shrimp because she doesn't like the other fancy stuff. And there you go. Simple grilled champ. Awesome. Another beverage, and then my potatoes are done. I just need to. I, I use the hand mixer because I like them to be <laughs> smooth and fluffy. So, okay, what is what, what's what, what's your opinion of uh, I don't know, I've, I've never heard an exact name for them. I've sometimes I call them rustic mashed potatoes, skin, skin on mashed potatoes. Skin on, yeah, it's not my jam. I'm a weirdo about lumps. I'm that way with like OJ randomly telling like pulp, like it's, it's the same. I yeah. like it's food. Bryson, you like skin on mashed potatoes? I'm a lazy chef. Whatever uh, is easiest, so I don't take the skin off. Okay. If I make okay. deviled eggs, I don't hand mash the yolks with the mayo with a spoon. I use my hand mixer because I like it to be smooth and fluffy. I like all things smooth and fluffy, Bryson. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you saying I've already put on my winter weight? Is what that was that the hint? No, that was a. a Comment about your hair and beard, but whatever. Oh, okay. <laughs> Continuing your both and fluffy. Oh, no, it's so good. With, with with deviled eggs, I I do know that my take on it is always uh, is always the uh, mustard, a little bit of mayonnaise, the yolks, and a little bit of dill relish. Oh. Yeah, I'm a weirdo about those two. Again, grandma's recipe. Uh, mustard only, no mayo, and definitely no relish. And I smoke paprika on top. Ah, yes, the classic smoked paprika over the top of deviled eggs. Right, we would go to potlucks. Like my, my grandma is super Catholic. I was raised super Catholic, thanks to her. And we would go to like church potlucks and she'd grab a deviled egg and go, mm, taste the mustard. She was so mad, offended. So, of course, I grew to hate that taste as well. Not mustard in general, but in the middle Okay, well. Crazy shit in the middle. Like, okay, so so if that's the case, then how do you like your potato salad? I don't like potato salad. You don't oh. like potato salad? Why is that? I don't, I like tuna salad either. Anything else that you like mix a thing with like a 
a mayo thing and there's a bunch of errant stuff in it. Lisa, what's your take on potato salad? I love potato salad. Um, I judge it quite heavily. What's your what's your favorite take on potato salad? I like it with mustard in it, um, but getting the perfect potato salad is really hard. Why is that? I don't know. It's just that right nuance, and I'm a huge fan of deviled eggs. I think those are like the greatest things ever. Okay. Okay. Have you ever tried a German warm potato salad? Yep. I grew up in Germany. Yeah. True. 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 How, where where would you rate that against uh, against a mustard potato salad? Everything has its place. I like everything. Just it has to be just done the right way. Apples and oranges. Okay. That's place in your butt. Not in your mouth. <laughs> oh, and and Bryce is just like I'm not touching that one. Yeah, you <laughs> I like how she said it and then ran off screen. <laughs> I have to get some milk from the fridge for the potatoes. Chill. Uh-huh. We all have our reasons, dear. Where's my fucking milk? God damn it. I know I have some. She went off to find the milk and it's not there. Behind the beer. Well, the more I'm important food saying, group was in the front. Milk and cookies thing going on here. Behind the beer. <laughs> the more important food was in the front. True. You is not wrong. Alright, salt. Generous. Put the salt. So Bryson, would you would you say the difference between tempura and beer batter literally is it literally is uh, beer versus just seltzer water? Yeah. Um, you can do breadcrumbs or panko. Okay. Okay. But, I, mean, I mean, you can see even with just that, that right combination, this is just flour and mm -hmm. how it like cakes it. It's very light and fluffy. Yeah. Do you normally do fried chicken that way or do you do like more of a southern prep buttermilk uh and everything um so i will uh i mean if i'm going to do something like that i'll brine my chicken um we have a our family recipe we call it cheesy chicken we actually bake it with uh um breaded with uh parmesan mm -hmm. okay now uh, now I, I must ask and just comparing notes bryson how would you prepare a tri-tip? However my kitchen wife tells me what to do. <laughs> you are just on it with right answers tonight, Bryson. Uh, <laughs> I'm drunk. Well, it checks out. Doesn't mean you're not capable of the right answers. It can be both. I just find it more easily when, you know, my ego and it are out of the way. <laughs> Amen to that. As long as you stop before the point for me the problem is putting those things away putting the thing the governance that normally you know keeps this engine in a certain lane when i drink enough 
Yikes. Someone needs to, we need to invent an app that slaps the phone out of your hand when you have too much to drink so that you don't tweet and or text people things while the governance control of your brain is turned off by the booze. Well, with, with, with face ID going on on the current uh, iPhones, there should be a way to tap into that to like get eye movement and stuff sure. like that. There was, uh, so I work with a, an organization called NCWIT, which is National Computing Center for Women in Technology. And every year we do an award ceremony for a bunch of local high school kids, uh, junior high and high school kids. And the girl that won ooh, two years ago, uh, who went on to win the national competition, basically figured out how to look at still images of someone and figure out that they have Parkinson's before other tests can prove it. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. On, like, you know, a succession of photographs and minute like muscle movements in the face and using AI and machine learning. Bam, we hit the AI machine learning bingo today. I'm on vacation, so I had to say it to somebody. Um, so uh, she figured that out. Surely she could figure out how to make an app that would just like use the front facing camera to look at your pupils and go, no asshole, <laughs> you cannot get an iMessage right now. You are too oh. So I have a follow up question there. Okay. So on vacation, this is the first time you talked about learning a machine? Uh, this is the first time I've talked about machine learning and AI, yes. Okay. Just turns out when you flip the words, it has a different meaning. Oh, did I, did I not say them in the proper order? My bad. No, you did great. Thanks, husband. Thanks. I'm, I'm being sassy. <laughs> God, are you even using that in the context of fucking software access service edge? Nope. I'm all no, no, he's just he's just being sassy. <laughs> you know how many customers think it's hilarious and like I haven't heard that yet. Like, hey, let's talk about our sassy journey. We're feeling extra sassy today. <laughs> like, oh god, please. And then I have to give them the oh yeah. Big laugh. My least favorite thing. You're feeling sassy. Double meaning. <laughs> And of course, if hey, if that front-facing camera can figure out if you're drunk, you probably could you probably could uh, tap into the um, tap into the accelerometer to. Oh yes, like to tell like stumbling to, to like like force it out of your hand even. No, that wouldn't be. No, that wouldn't be the accelerometer. I, what am I thinking? I don't even know what I'm thinking. Never mind. <laughs> I'm gonna slice into this tray tip because it's been resting for a sufficient amount of time. In my opinion. There we go. It'll be good to take a look at it. Well, yes. Yes, we'll see if it's done to my liking or to yours. <laughs> or to Bryson's liking. Ah, uh, Ha ha. And see, I don't even make this like. I make fillet rare. I make ribeye rare. This is at best at rarest medium rare maybe even arguably medium let's see if i can show you my amateur operation this camera on my Ooh, i like it boom boom there in the smoker go. and on the charcoal grill and it's been marinating for 24 hours i love it yeah Okay, so 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 I gotta I gotta throw out a slightly weird food question. Given the fact that you do like your meats on a lower cook, 
would you be somebody that is a fan of Carpaccio? I love Carpaccio. Okay. Obsessed. What, what was, what'd you call it? Carpaccio. Oh, Carpaccio. Oh, yes. Love it. Beef Carpaccio, tuna Carpaccio. Shove it all in my face hole. Have you ever had a Kibanaya? I have not. So that's uh, the Lebanese equivalent of like carpaccio, but they do it without like the thin slice. Um, it's it's more like uh, uh, a thicker ground. It's it's fantastic. Oh. Bryson, since you were going the sandwich angle, I've got to ask. What? My, my, uh, since you were going the sandwich angle tonight, I've got to ask. My probably one of my most favorite sandwiches out there would be a Cuban. Would you make a Cuban straight up or is there any kind of a twist that you would put on it? I mean, if I make it a Cuban, I'm just making a Cuban. I mean, pickle, ham, cheese. Well, I mean, there, there are perfectly acceptable twists out there and then there's, you know, you could put your own personal twist on it. I just didn't know. Um, I mean, again, everything depends how you're feeling. Um, it's part of why I introduced the tempura tonight because it's a way to jazz up sandwiches that are simpler um, with a little bit of fun. So like for a Cuban, you could do um, frickles, right? I can make a tempura pickle. Just a little extra flavor, a little more going on. That's all. Love frickles. Yeah, I can see that being good. Obsessed. Is, it, is there any specific way that you would prepare your mojo pork? My what? Your mojo pork. Oh, the pork. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just slow roast. But with what? With what? The pork. The pork is um, the pork is what gives it most of the flavor. Most of the flavor is coming from all the other things around it. You you actually want your pork to just be like that right amount of tender, um, juicy, um, a little going on, but. I actually find that most of the flavor is going to be coming from all the other ingredients I'm going to be stacking around it. Man, I'm, I, I, I'm ex, I, this is the first time I'm actually slightly disappointed in Bryson. Oh, snap. Them's five words. <laughs> He's drunk too. You're going to start some shit. I can't this wait. Is, this is the face. first time, this is the first time I, I am actually slightly disappointed in Bryson. I, look, dude, I, I get it. Like I, I, Liam and I both make some amazing dishes and we're really happy that we get to share them on shows like this and we share them on Twitter and, you know, publishing our stuff oh, no. at the end of the day, man. Whatever puts food on the table. Well, no, I'm just, I'm just thinking the classic preparation of the pork for a Cuban. The pork just... Slow, you've got to slow roast it in citrus. I didn't say I'm not adding citrus, right? Like that helps what breaks down and keeps okay. the moisture in the, 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 okay. the okay. juicy. But that, that's what I was asking is, about. That's not most of the flavor that's coming in the sandwich. So okay. as long as I get a juicy cut of meat, I'm okay. Okay. Always consensual. <laughs> With invitation only. She pointed at me. I had to I had to say it. Uh-huh. Okay. I, I'm I'm no longer slightly disappointed in Bryson. I 
I just, all I learned was that Bryson just jumped the shark a little bit from my question. Look, guys are obsessed with meat. Okay. And I'm not saying that in a Freudian way, but meat is not always the dish. And things like in a Cuban, I don't think meat is the primary thing to focus on since you were asking me about that in particular. Okay, I understand that. So don't put your childhood in my mouth. That's, that's... <laughs> not without permission. And that was no, that was not my childhood. I that that was actually an adult an adult. <laughs> that is those are adult trauma. That is adult issues. That's what's happening. I'm a big boy. I'm big boy. Oh. Hey, you brought us both back. All right, we're both a lot to handle. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, let's be together. This would have been way That's more so than one or the other. <laughs> by our shared ridiculous unite. Boom. Power of fucking ridiculous. All right, so my food's done, by the way. Uh, so this is my plot. There you go. That looks good. wonderful. Yeah, I'm glad. This is a jalapeno, crab and bacon, some crab and cream cheese. Course, this is way too much food for me. Hopefully, my brother's hungry. I'll be right over in 12 hours. I know, right? <laughs> I'll see you in a short 12. Okay. Well, you guys have gotten to both of the end of your dishes. Bryson has finished eating his too. Yeah, and, and I, uh, I ate among all other my things. Science, which was all my other tempura things that I made. So I have eaten everything that can be eaten right now. Uh, well, you, uh, actually, no, not necessarily. If you still have tempura batter, if and if there is a Snickers bar in the house. Yeah. Oh, Twinkie. Yeah, Snickers bar is best. Snickers bar, Twinkie, even an Oreo. I I was not I was not a believer in fried Oreos, and then I finally had one this year. Yeah, but I have to be really drunk in Vegas on Tremont Street before I'm like, yeah, better and fry all the fucking things. Like, normally speaking, that's just a recipe for heartburn because I'm old and bald. Well, there are I'm no not... in this house. Okay, what about Snickers? I don't think I have those either right now. I, I usually will get those for Halloween. I don't have them otherwise. Yeah, Bryson so, doesn't aim to keep things like Twinkies in his house. Because I will be eaten? No, I just don't eat them. I don't have them. Oh, okay, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. I was just trying to figure out a way for you to use up the rest of the batter, that's all. There's some things you could dip in it. <laughs> Probably don't want to fry them. But that would hurt. That would hurt. <laughs> what? That would hurt. Yeah, I mean the frying part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. Rocky Mountain oysters. Just make like a corn dog and then just remove the. Never mind. <laughs> I'm not putting mustard on that either. <laughs> Good, because I don't like mustard. We're made for each other, Bryson. <laughs> no, I kept telling myself tonight. So every time I work with uh, hot peppers, I'm always like, all right, hands have pepper on them. Don't touch anything. Because um, it has happened to me. I have touched my corn dog with. Uh, <laughs> 
Oh, and you and you know what? I get the feeling at this point we've gotten to the point where I could probably edit off and have a nice little Lena and Bryson short. So you might as well go ahead and give us a give, give us a uh, a, a uh, food uh, a a, a, a wild and outlandish food that you. No, I told you, man. That's another episode. Okay, and I'm going to edit it as another episode. So bring it on. Nope. We're we're already there. We've already gone to the other episode at this point. Yeah, I haven't eaten anything exciting that's worth talking about. Sour Brandon, on you. Twenty twenty one. Amen. I will, a, I will have a military haircut again. I will be chock full of vaccine the moment I possibly can be, and then flying all the way around the country to see all of my friends. Anyway, yeah, I I look forward to the vaccination as well. My brother gets his uh, this week, tomorrow, this week sometime, because he's a nurse. So as soon as, you know, I verify he doesn't grow a tail, and I don't think he will, waiting excitedly for my vaccine. So, so who's the first person you're seeing then? Oh, the first person. That's tough. I don't know. Our group has been kind of talking about getting together maybe as a, as a whole so that we don't have to, like, individually fly to each other's cities. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. It, it might be probably more focused around events. So like either a con or most likely um, a music festival. I okay. used to go to like three a year and it, I'm, I got the shakes for concerts right now. So um, as soon as the, the re- most um, uh, nearby in, in hopeful time frame. Um, that I've seen that's actually been officially added to a schedule so far is Oceaga, which is in Canada. So we'll see. Uh, they've only released the headliners so far, not the full lineup, but they've tentatively, optimistically scheduled that for June. So hoping that that's, actually. But that's in but that's in Canada. So Canada will have to actually let anybody from the U.S. into the country first. Also, just out of principle, we can't go to Mike. <laughs> right. Yeah, we definitely can't like make his life easier by going to him um, for sure. But uh, I I have a feeling, my hypothesis, uneducated hypothesis here is um, that once you have the vaccine, once you can prove with, you know, records that you're vaccinated, that a lot of those restrictions probably drop away. Okay. And that most countries now will let you in if you have a negative COVID test within a certain time frame, like within five days or whatever of travel or some countries it's 72 hours of travel some places will let you in, but then require you to quarantine for 14 days in their country. And then you have to have another negative COVID test before you can fly home. Some countries don't even require that. Um, but yeah, I have a feeling that once people are vaccinated and they can prove they're vaccinated, countries will be like, cool, bring it on. Okay. Well, since you're jonesing for concerts, what would be the A number one concert that you would want to be at? The headliner of the concert. Run the Jewels. That one's easy. They put out a brand new album over COVID. God bless them because they knew we needed a release. And uh, I was supposed to see them while they were on tour twice last summer. I had tickets uh, for shows that got moved. Um, And then the next concert after that that I'm the most excited about is Girl Talk. Um, I had tickets for a show in May that got moved to May 2021, which hopefully happens. but yeah, Girl Talk is a mashup DJ. Everybody knows who Run the Jewels is. So those would be my top two. Okay. 
Bryson, what are you looking forward to most whenever restrictions are gone? Seeing everybody again. I, uh, I spend a lot of time on the road. Um, it's been really nice to be home with uh, my kid and doing everything here, but um, I, I do miss everybody. As much as I am actually an introvert, I really do. I know I am. It's most people don't don't see that, but I do. Um, I um, I really miss the hallway conversations. That's how I've gotten as smart as I have. Is just random thought. This that this and just that continual engagement is how I've learned everything I have about our industry. Um, well, and you, and you're talking about are you sure people don't see that you're an introvert. Now, introverts have nothing to do with how we get along with people. Has everything to do with how you recharge. Something oh, yeah. totally separate. Yeah, it's funny. Um, I've actually been. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, go, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say I've been in infosec for eleven years. I didn't meet any of you chuckleheads until last year because uh, usually I would fly to cons, go to the talks, and then go back to my room and like just not be around people or cool off because they're usually in the summertime or. In Vegas, like for DEFCON, I would go play poker. I never engaged with anyone ever until I joined Twitter and uh, started regularly attending SETKC meetings. Those people are very social and they are my people. So they kind of made me get out and attend parties and do stuff. And everything's been awesome ever since. And then as soon as I started doing that, COVID hit. So I've been to like yeah. maybe three cons where I've actually talked to people in the last year of my 11 year and post career. Okay, so it's, so I'll, I'll throw one last question out there for both of you before we're done. What what would be your prediction of of if it got to the point where cons would start being in person again in 2021? What do you think will probably be the first con to go in person for InfoSec? For me, I think probably besides KC. Because it got rescheduled to, I think right now it's set in May, maybe June. So it's actually a realistic time frame where people could have gotten the vaccine by then. Mm -hmm. So that'll probably be the first one that just comes up on the docket. Bryson, what do you think? I'm being optimistic. Uh, besides DC and the fall of 2021, uh, for the major cons, I think ShmooCon 2022. So, so you're saying major cons not in 2021? You don't think no DEF CON in 2021? Even if we have the vaccine by April, you don't think? They have to, they have to make those decisions three to six months out. I mean, that's six, True. seven digit liability. Sure. Uh, it's just, it's not worth the risk. Um, okay. Yeah, and you make a perfectly valid point right there, so. Well, we will see how that all goes down and hell yeah, I am, I am looking forward to seeing all these people in person at some point that I've been, <laughs> I've been seeing on my computer screen. So man, I don't, you don't, you, you haven't been to one of my things, but at DEF CON, I cook for everybody the entire week. Like this stuff, cooking at, at like at a kitchen for like one, two, four, eight people is one thing. Mm-hmm. I cook for 100 to 200 people every night, uh, not almost, not every night, but a lot of nights at DEF CON. I want to help. I, I am, 
I am keeping my fingers crossed that I do not have my stupid annual audit scheduled right there in the middle of DEF CON. That is, it, uh, it, it, that would have screwed me out of going even if we could have traveled this year. I look forward to seeing everybody and having the opportunity to share the kitchen and share a plate and share a drink with all. Absolutely, absolutely. So, well, thank you too. Um, and uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Uh, if anybody's watching that celebrates Hanukkah, it's past now, but belated, Happy Hanukkah. Um, I, it, all of all of it, you know. I it's, I tell you guys Merry Christmas because I unless somebody just didn't tell me anything, I'm pretty sure you guys do Christmas. Um, but it, but yeah, for everybody, all you know, whatever you celebrate, have a good end of the year. Make it the best you can. Uh, for those of you in the UK, man, those uh, extra restrictions suck. But uh, hopefully, we're coming out of it soon. So. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and uh, for for 10Q Presents, um, this will probably be the last major thing going up for the calendar year. So I couldn't think of any better way to go out with the two of you. Um, and uh, we will get together for a spicy story episode uh, again at some point. Um, and maybe we'll get Bryson to pour a double before he comes on. So he's like, already ready to go with all of that stuff and then some that's funny you think i'm sober sometimes you may not be hell i don't know <sighs> so, but yeah thank you guys here's and here's to uh here's to a better year next year for everybody amen to that sir cheers cheers ho 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 it's santa here a very Merry Christmas and the happiest New Year. Ho, ho, ho.